quack, 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 quack. The show where we look back at the 1992 Disney hockey classic, The Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm your host, Blake, and actually have a guest in studio today. And it is our special guest. Hi, my name is Mark, and you probably heard me on the Blake and Sal show. Yes. But I figure I would come in and help you out today and, and view the five minutes of The Mighty Ducks and comment on those five minutes. Yes. Um, Mark is our third man on the Blake and Sal show, and been with us since the beginning. Became our third host uh, early last year after yep. he retired from the police force. And yep. it's been a crazy last year or so <laughs> together with the three pair. There you go. But we'll get into the Mighty Ducks as a movie. Before we even get into the five minutes, um, do you have any history with this film and this, in this trilogy? Uh, it's kind of a, from the first one, uh, you get very emotional about how Bombay is connecting with the kids finally and they're getting it and he understands <clears throat> his wrongdoings and is able to kind of grow immature from this and takes Ch Charlie under his wing because he feels that emotional connection. And as you get through the rest of the Mighty Ducks movie, you kind of hoping that that emotional connection kind of grows and builds and they have a good bond between one another, and that way he can kind of pass on things to Charlie that he's had, and and that's what the way you look at it. Yeah, and that's actually a good point to where we are in the movie. When we last left you <clears throat> last week, um, Gordon and actually met up with Hans, and he and Hans gave him a pair of skates, and we that's where we left you, and um, we find out that Gordon went back to the pond. And he puts skates on, and we see him skating with the beautiful score behind us in the background. David Newman's beautiful score. Yeah. The beginnings of the Ducks theme. I thought this is the first time we really heard the Ducks theme hit here. Yeah. At the beginning here. And he's skating in circles. He's getting back into the groove of skating. It felt like he didn't ever think he'd be doing this again. That's what it felt like to me yeah. watching this now. He kind of felt like it was an sort of, a, at first, an uneasy feeling until he got back into his rhythm and other things and, and reminiscing and going down like memory lane when he was a kid right? and his father was there. So he was getting his, uh, if you want to say mojo, for lack of a better word, mojo back. And he looked very comfortable when he was on the skates. And I think he finally understands there, there's more to skating 
than he realizes. And more to this game. So the next thing we hear is, is see is him laying down on the ice, off the off the ice on the snow. And this is the first time we've had a flashback that's actually positive. Yes. Every other flashback has felt like PTSD flashbacks, and this is actually a really good flashback. Yes. Where we have young Gordon, um, being watched by his dad on the exact same pond that he has, happened to be skating on here. Yeah. Because this is apparently a very small city in Minnesota. <laughs> and there you go. He's doing his triple deke into a garbage can on the ice. I thought this was a really cool moment. Um, Gordon's dad. Uh, has never been. This is the only time in this movie. So he is played by Robert Paul, mm-hmm. and um, this is actually one of his biggest roles he's ever been in. Was this yeah. movie and in D two, he was also in in the Line of Duty Hunt for Justice, mm-hmm. which I don't know that movie. So, okay. but I actually, you know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you watch the Winter Classics on the um, NHL Winter Classics every year. Yeah. They always put together these packages at the beginning, and it's all the hockey players on the pond. Right. That's what this reminded me of. Those really cool video clips right. they showed during the Winter Classic. Outside, right. on the pond, at their parents. Right. I thought this was a really cool moment. <clears throat> so, and I thought his relationship with his dad is fantastic. I think that, as he's reminiscing, that he's remembering what it was like to play junior hockey as a child, and how he got support from his father. And how he loved just being on a team and skating. Just playing. Yeah. It, it was, it's just like you're out there doing something, not because you have to do it, but because you want to do it. It's not an obligation. You're not being paid. You're right. just here for the love of the game. Right. So this is the first time he's actually remembered the love of the game. So that was the whole point of the Han scene. And then we have this. This is a nice finish up to the Han scene we had in the previous couple minutes. So, the next thing we have is um, Charlie, not Charlie, Gordon, walking up to um, Charlie's apartment, Charlie and his mom's apartment, and the the obsession on this podcast has been everyone talking about a very, very young Josh Jackson. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> go figure. Everyone's obsession with this show, go, a very young Josh Jackson. Go, go, I can't believe how young he is in this movie. <laughs> go, go, go figure, you know, who thought that he uh gone to do bigger and better things, huh? Yes, so I thought that was really cool to see again. Real young John Jackson is coming into his coming into himself in this movie, and I do love his mom. Charlie's mom is amazing because her her not wanting to let him in was great, but then when he says he wants to talk to her and she says door to door mistreatment now, now the team can feel miserable between games. Yeah, too. there you like, go. Ouch! Burn. Go. Burn. Yeah, I mean when she is pissed, she's pissed. Oh yeah, I don't want to get on her bad side because that one, that one, that one stung. Oh yeah. So. Um, he, he told her that he came to apologize, and it surprised her, and, um, he let her, he let him in, and Charlie came down, and she was not happy to see Gordon. I can't really blame him after everything that's gone in this movie so far. Yeah, no. And Gordon asked Charlie's mom to give them a minute to talk. Now, let's be serious here for a second. She okay. doesn't like him. Why the hell is she, she giving him the respect to actually have this conversation with her son that he doesn't like, he doesn't like him anyway? What's the point? Why? Like, because what's the point here? I think she wanted to see how the conversation was going to go. I mean, good, bad, or whatever. She wanted to see if he was actually going to be genuine in basically giving his apology. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Gordon, as you learned, had a hard time apologizing. He just can't apologize. And maybe it's come from being a lawyer for all the years he's been a lawyer, where well, lawyers are trying to lie. That, and I think... Because he's been, he's never been wrong in his decisions. So if you got a person that's never been wrong, it's difficult for them to say, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake." True, very, very true. But it's just weird how like he can't apologize, and 
my favorite part of this whole thing is he's doing his whole spiel talking about how he's apologizing, he's explaining his, his mental state at the time, and then he's like, I, 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 then he can't say it, and all of a sudden you hear his mom say, you're sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was great. I thought that was a great moment. Very funny. That, that prodding there kind of. <laughs> it was really cool. And I also love the, 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 um, the video, the, the camera effect of her standing where she was standing. And that was a really cool camera angle. Oh, I really yeah. liked it. Definitely. So, well done on the camera so angle. It, it kind of shows that she doesn't want to interrupt the conversation between him and Charlie, but yet. She's not that far away to have things go bad. She it's a really can, good parent moment. Yeah, really parent yeah basically moment. she can protect Charlie. So that was pretty cool. And then everything's okay. They apologize. He apologizes. And Charlie's response, it still cracked me up every single solitary time I see this movie. Mm-hmm. What his response is, not exactly, what do you say? Was, was come back to the team. Everything's going to be fun again. And his response was, do you want to stay for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> like like that, every time, like that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was a great moment. I I I I've seen this movie how many times, and it still makes me laugh. That moment, it feels like a it's an impromptu moment. So very very funny, and and that threw both Gordon and Charlie's mom off completely. Like, it threw them both off. Oh yeah, don't want to show that one coming. And um, Gordon kind of says, "No, I have What are you What are you having?" <laughs> <laughs> Which basically, if you look to Charlie's mom, she has this kind of puzzled look on her face like, what? <laughs> it's a great moment. It's like, like wait, like, what's going on here? Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You just invited Gordon for dinner, and he asking us what's for dinner? Well, the funny part was that you just, you just, this guy just came over to apologize, and now you're asking over for dinner. Like, what? Where did this come from? Wait, what? <laughs> I think in the background of Charlie... He's trying to get Gordon and his mom together. Oh yeah, that's obvious. You know, totally I mean, obvious. And, and I think this, this is the his, first hint to it, right? <laughs> and I think this is his step to do it by basically kind of like softening the ice and having dinner together. And, see the pun and you see, did there, by the way. See the pun you did, right? So, but yeah, that's that, this. Is I like his it. Way, it's very good. Yeah, so this is his way of kind of like looking over and seeing how things would go between uh, Gordon and his mom. It's a nice setup for later in the movie. It really is. So then we jump to Gordon talking to Ducksworth. And before I even get to what Gordon says, can I say, I think it's hysterical that during this entire creation, Ducksworth is trimming his plants. Like, what the hell is he doing? Like, why is he trimming his plants? Maybe he's OCD. I don't know. I couldn't believe it. Like, this whole, he's having to try to have a serious conversation and Ducksworth is trimming his plants. <laughs> the entire thing. Now, wait a minute. Now, here's the thing. Are they real? Artificial. I don't know. That was the thing. I couldn't tell. Like, there you he's go. Literally trimming plants. I have no clue if they're real, and I'm hoping they're real. If he's trimming them. Kind of hoping. That's a good point. <laughs> there you go. So, <coughs> excuse me. So he go. So first of all, Gordon says, "I'm here for two reasons. The first reason is I'm learning a lot about fair play, team work, and all that junk, which is a fantastic line. Yeah, all that it. junk. Yeah, okay. Well, the, well remember the, the whole reason he's here is because. He, um, Duckworth sent him to, to community service to learn about fair play and teamwork. So I, I yeah. like, very funny, but all that junk line is Because of what happened earlier. Right. Yes. But then, Duckworth asked for the, wants to know what the second thing is. And I gotta give Gordon all the credit in the world here. Because this is fantastic. He used all of his lawyer skills to turn it on Duckworth. And I gotta give him credit mm-hmm. for it. Because here's what he says. I have it written down here because it was such a fantastic little speech. Okay. Fair play doesn't come cheap. This team, these kids, have no money. They can't afford ring time, safe equipment, 
proper uniforms, which makes it difficult for them to compete. Now imagine being 10 years old, stepping onto that ice with an old copies of the Inquirer taped to your shins instead of pads. The point I'm trying to make, sir, is that you wouldn't be taken seriously in neither of these kids. What a visual. That's a hell of a visual. <laughs> Way to put someone on a guilt trip. Seriously. You, you can see why he's such a good lawyer. Because he just convinced his boss. Like, that's a fantastic lawyer trick. You know, he's making his boss think, like, do I take him seriously or do I not? Which Gordon Bombay am I getting? Am I getting the uh, badass, you know, take names, kick ass Gordon Bombay? Or am I getting to Gordon Bombay, who now realizes what this is all about? Or does he even realize what's going on here? Because it's like, this came out of nowhere. The Duckworth, this really came out of nowhere. Because he hasn't been around Gordon for this, this whole like, change-up. Right. So this is really out of nowhere for him. But then I ask, you know, he says, okay, well, how much is this going to cost me? $15,000. $15,000 in 1992 is a lot, a lot of, of money. money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money now. But that's more money in 1992 than it is now. Like, holy shit. Like, $15,000 for hockey equipment at the end of the day. And then Duckworth says... No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm checking something real fast. I would love to know. What fifteen thousand dollars the conversion is to now? Like, what would it be now? I'm checking it real fast. What to equip a junior hockey team? No, no. Like, what's fifteen thousand dollars now? Like, how much money is that? If you ask for that money now, because that's fifteen thousand dollars then is a lot of money. Oh yeah. So I'm curious, out of pure curiosity, in 2019, how much would fifteen thousand dollars equal out to? Because it's got to be some kind of a conversion right here. But you got to look at the fifteen thousand dollars. It wasn't going to one person. It was going to the team. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm just curious how much money this is because that's a lot of – that's a big number just to throw out there. You know, and I, I – mean, I think what you have to do is you have to break down the equipment to figure out – Oh, there we go. Found it. Okay. This was actually – holy shit. So, $15,000 in 1992. Yeah. It equals out to – Yes. $27,327.74 now. <laughs> So basically, it went up twelve thousand dollars. That's the inflation to, over the last twenty-seven years to equip a an team entire of team, kids. entire team. But that's a lot of money in comparison. That's a lot. Close to thirty thousand dollars. Oh, I can't believe that's a big. That's a big difference. But, but then again, inflation-wise, when he gets that response, Gordon basically relies on his like tactics for like the selling pitch. Yes. And the next thing he does say is, "Wait a minute, think of the goodwill," and that's where we end our minutes. I have to give Gordon credit because he definitely knows how to play his boss. He knows how to play his boss. It's really cool. And but here's and here's the thing: he's getting him something. How can I put it? He's giving his boss something to think about because if Gordon's doing this and this is working out, and I give Gordon this money, and basically it's going to be good advertising or PR for the firm, then it's a win-win situation. If I don't give him the money. Will he continue to learn from from this, or is he just going to kind of flame out? True, it's a valid question, but it's it's a great line. It's like think about think about what's going to happen next. And I I like how he was doing it. He's like, I know my boss, and I know how to play this card, and I know what I'm doing. I he knows how to play his boss really really. And well. the other thing is, he's not going to take no for an answer. No, he will not. He is determined to get this money for the kids. 
And obviously, we'll find out in the next five minutes how that went. It's remember, it's all for the kids. Yes, it's all for the kids. And um, next week's show, I have, I'm going to be joined by Travis Bow from Real Comics Heroes podcast to discuss the next five minutes of this movie. Great guy coming on next week. Okay. But overall, though, you, you talked about up to this point, like with the franchise as a whole. Have you seen all three movies? Yes. Now, what do you think of the trilogy? Uh, the trilogy. What do you think? Overall, I think it's very good. Um, especially from how the team kind of matures and progresses through the years and how you find find out that they're coming into their own, I guess, persona or their own uh, characteristics and then how they figure out the differences that make them up are the same things that bring them together. True. And um, we'll be back with D2 next year. How do you say? Come back next year for details? Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. And, uh, you know, personally, uh, as a fan of this, Go for it. I would love to see it continue and have, figuring out what's with Charlie or where, where's Charlie now in this, and has he basically matured, you know, with the advice he's gotten from Gordon and from his mother and, and see how things are. So I would love to see another version of Mighty Ducks that includes Charlie and see where Charlie is and what he's doing. What's interesting is they did originally have a D4 planned. And it was supposed to be exactly what you wanted. And, and, and how Josh Jackson as Charlie is right. adult. And the movie never got off the ground. I don't know what happened there. I'm not quite sure what happened. Maybe they didn't want to do a sports movie. I think Miracle was coming out at the same time, and they already put all their money towards Miracle. No. I mean, I think it was that time frame. Mm-hmm. And Miracle didn't do that great in the theaters. That might also have something to do with it. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a different era. But they are bringing back the money Duck and Disney Plus for a TV show. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what that's about. I have no idea. The, they haven't announced any of the details for that yet. So, I'm waiting for that. Because here's the thing. Junior hockey in a lot of states is a big thing. Okay, I'll ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. You're older, you're older than most of the people that come on this show. Okay. For me, in my hometown, we had football. Okay. It's a big deal. Obviously, in Minnesota, right. you have hockey. And where you grew up, is there ever a sport like that in your city? That was like the sport. Like, this is the thing everyone's going to do, and it's going to mean the world well, to everybody. And here's the thing. When football season ended, there were kids I know that were in Shaw Junior Hockey in the area. Really, it was like that in your. I don't right. know. I didn't have that. I didn't have right. hockey in my in Garfield. Right, so. and basically, they kind of figured that one of two ways that you were going to get out is either you played great football and you got signed up to a college for four year program, or you played hockey, you got noticed to go into the semi pros, you know, triple league game. So I mean, those were the two options. Got it. Um, basketball at the time. Also, was kind of coming to a second between football and hockey. So, I mean, those were the three top things would be football, hockey, and then basketball. I, I just feel like the, the way they do hockey in Minnesota in this movie is crazy. Like, it's well, so over the top. But, but here's the thing with Minnesota and talking to a guy that I used to work with that came from Minnesota. He said, basically, hockey is like the lifeblood there Fair because enough. basically that's where you're going to get picked to go on to a semi-pro team. Or even the Olympics or right. whatever back in the day. Right, and then and get into a good college that basically has a good hockey program. I remember there was a joke in Miracle. 
speaking of miracle again, on the 1980 team, that half the team was Minnesota and half the team was Boston. Yeah. That was the joke. Yeah. Like 90% of the team was between Minnesota and Boston, and because, they had a heated rivalry at the time. Because those were the states that had good hockey programs for the kids, and then as he matured for the younger adults, and then also getting into feeder systems for, you know, semi-pro or triple-A uh, hockey league, and then hopefully to get into a good college that had a good hockey program. Yeah, it's just crazy. I never look at it from that perspective, but it's absolutely accurate. So, we'll we'll end this here. I'll be back next week with Travis Bowe. Thank you. Thank you, Dad, for coming on. This hey, was a lot of no, fun. no problem. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. No problem. And um, obviously, you can hear Mark on the Blake and Tasha with us every single Friday. And people are hearing this. Actually, this is going up. Oh, oh. I didn't realize this is going up. This is going up the weekend of, of, of um, All Elite Wrestling. Double uh, nothing. Uh, so that's actually and this is going up. So well, there you, you go. If you're interested, come over and listen to our preview, Double or Nothing, over well, on the Blake well, right after this. There you go. There you go. Going up. So there you go. That's a big deal. So jump to join us for that over on the Blake Sound Show. You can, uh, and then also um, find my other shows that I've done, Clerks Minute, Clerks Minute Beyond, and Boy Retrocast. That will be coming back in September with brand new episodes. And so that's that. Thank you all for listening to D5 The Mighty Ducks. I'll see you next week. Have a good day, everybody. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.